0: I'm Jake Thompson, and this is the Better Than Yesterday podcast. What's up, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. This is the last show of January 2018. We are one twelfth of the way through the brand new year, and I hope you're taking action each and every day to achieve the goals you've set for the life that you desire to live. My name is Jake Thompson. I'm the Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete Every Day and your host each and every week for the Better Than Yesterday podcast. If this is your first show. Welcome to the community. We're excited to have you here, and I hope that you will get plugged in with our online community at facebook.com groups slash compete every day. If this is another episode that you're listening to in the queue, welcome back. I'm glad to have you here this week and I think you're going to get a lot out of hearing Aaron Keith Hawkins, a leadership expert and personal performance coach. Aaron had a near-death experience that ultimately has changed the direction and trajectory of his life and now he's helping people have unbreakable success in their own personal life and relationships. Aaron and I dive into his story, what created his pivot and change in life, and most importantly, when he got started, how the heck did he figure out what he was supposed to do? So if you're sitting at that crossroads and you're like, I've got to do something more, I want to do something different with my life, but you don't know where to start or or what passion to pursue or even how to start building a, a business or side hustle, This conversation's for you. Aaron has a ton of valuable insight and wisdom into his journey and what got him to the level he's in today. So without further ado, I'm excited to welcome to the show Aaron Keith Hawkins. Aaron, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing excellent, Jake. how you doing? Man, I'm great. I'm glad we got connected and and you'd reached out. Uh, yeah. give me a uh, give everyone just a little bit of a rundown about who you are, where you're from, uh, and what you're passionate about right now.
1: Yeah, you know what, that's an interesting story. I'll try to digest relatively quickly for us. I kind of sometimes feels feels like I'm in two worlds because uh, by day I feel like I'm introducing a superhero. <laughs> by day I'm actually a police officer. I'm a captain here in a at a midsize agency in New Jersey. I've been on the job for like 23 years now, um, but on the you know on, on the other side of of my world, I'm uh, I have my own website, my own podcast, Unbreakable Success. Uh, I'm a I'm a performance coach, do relationship coaching, personal coaching, life coaching, uh, and do a lot. I'm doing more and more talking, getting on shows like yours, and uh, just really passionate about helping people realize that there's. There's a brighter light than they usually allow themselves to see. And uh, getting people to to change their perspective and upgrade their performance to to a state that they didn't realize they could, it just juices me and I, mainly because it's happened to me through my own story and my own progression. So So let's uh, let's start there. Where
0: yeah. what was that wake up call for you? I know it's a pretty intense one, but what was that aha moment that I gotta do something else?
1: Yeah, you know, back in um, it was two thousand nine. Uh, I had when I tell you I had the quintessential good life. Uh, I, I probably did. I probably hit every stat. You know, I was married, had a good stable job, a pensionable job. Had a we had a at the time our daughter was uh, three years old, beautiful, healthy. My wife and I were doing great. Um, everything was like good, if you could see the air quotes. And that was pretty much the story of my life. I had great friends. I was probably doing a lot better than, than most. And I had, I had plenty to be grateful for. But I woke up that morning. It was December 9th, if I'm not mistaken. I actually remember the date of 2009. And I woke up like 1.32 in the morning and I had this massive pain in my chest. And I was only 36 years old at the time. And it literally woke me in my, from my sleep. You know, I woke up and I'm staring at the wall. The room's completely dark. My wife's asleep next to me and I'm clutching my chest like, ha- you know, groggy thinking, what the heck is going on? And at that point, I, I'd been an emergency medical technician for 13 years. So I started self-diagnosing and realized I had pain radiating down my arm. I'm like, OK, what's my pain on a 1 to, 12, 1 to 10 scale? And it was about a 12. And I, I, I was able to sit up and I realized, holy geez." I, like, I'm having all the symptoms of a heart attack. So like what any good man would do, I tried to get up and walk it off. <laughs> and and that, the walking it off didn't work. And um, I kind of got hit with, with the reality check in that moment because I kind of saw that if I was right, if I, if I was actually having a heart attack and I didn't wake up my wife to let her know, they might find me in the morning. And that totally wigged me out Just just, you know, if you could picture your, you know, your daughter walking down the hall and finding you, that, that that just scared, that scared the heck out of me. So as much as I didn't want to, I, you know, I woke my wife up and and I said, babe, you got to call nine one one. I think I'm having a heart attack." And she just she jumps out of her sleep and she just looks at me and she goes, "Are you sure?" And I said, "Yeah." And and as soon as I said yeah, and as soon as she picked up the phone, it was like somebody turned down a dial on my back uh, that a dial that said energy and. Uh, Jake, I just collapsed onto the floor at the foot of the bed. Couldn't move. Uh, my vision narrowed down. I could hear as if I was like underwater. Um, so everything was like muffled. And in that moment, what freaked me out was I. I absolutely, I one hundred percent believed that I was dying. But I, what, what, wigs me out. What wigs me out in hindsight was that I wasn't scared at all. And instead of feeling scared, I, f- I had this overwhelming sense of regret because I was thinking to myself, this can't be it. And in a flash, it it was like I had seen every missed opportunity that I had passed on up to that point. That whole life flashing before your yeah, eyes and, and And it, it was – but it was more about – what I failed to do, like what I failed to give, like I'm like I was thinking, like I could have been such a better husband. I could have been a better dad, a better friend, a better peer. You know, I, I realized that I had stayed average intentionally. Like my 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 goal was to be good enough to fit in with everyone else, and that was it. And I succeeded at at, at that. I was exactly that. I had become average, and it felt like I had cheated everyone around me out of so much and you know because I was I was a good guy I was a good husband but I wasn't trying to learn how to be better you know I was a good dad but I wasn't pushing myself to 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 ask those questions how can I be a better dad today just that that little bit of those things like lit up in and that fast, that that quick memory of my whole lifeline at that point. And it happened in about, over, over the course of about three seconds. It's funny how much, when you're in the middle of a moment like that, how much how much you can, uh, how much information can flash in front of you in the course of just a couple seconds. And that was it. So I survived, obviously. And, um, but I knew something had changed from that point. Uh, and it did. And that was the beginning of a whole new experience for me that led me up to today.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's dive into that. A a lot of people have this life altering moment. Yeah. They're, they have a renewed sense of purpose or renewed focus and and lease on life. Mm -hmm. But many times it can fade. It's like the idea of going to camp in the summer, you come back, you've got this high (laughs) uh, or go to this retreat or this conference, you have this high and like most things, that motivation and that energy fades. Yeah. You obviously have not had that issue with it, so let's look at that you you had a life changing moment. you suddenly want to change a lot of stuff about your life, what you're doing, who you're impacting. Where did you figure out how to
1: start or what to even start doing? that is Jake, that's the perfect question because it's funny because you mentioned like the hive you know a conference like a Tony Robbins conference or something where you you know everybody comes out of it feeling like. You're on top of the world. And, and for for some people, they, they keep that energy. But for some, it fades. I was completely inverted when it came to that, because I was at a place when that, after that happened and, and I realized I was going to make it. Um, I stayed. I was actually in the hospital for a couple of days, but I came out in a complete cloud with this blank slate and probably had this dumb look on my face like, now what? <laughs> because I had, I knew, I knew that I needed to do something new, find something new, but I had zero clue what it was. So, uh, to be honest, I just decided to start learning. I was like, I got to get back into school, and I got to start just, just seeking something, and I'll find the answer. I, I knew I had to do something more. I just didn't know what it was. So I went back to college. Um, what I did do that what really led me on the path. That probably was the the biggest thing that led me to where I'm at today. Is I, I had up to <laughs> I had no idea up to that point what the whole concept of personal development and self help was all about. I'd never read a book. I'd never been to a conference. None of it. But I only knew one name. It was Tony Robbins. So of course, you know, being a cop for almost 20 years at that point, I went to the computer and I typed Tony Robbins scam. <laughs> because because I wanted a you know like I wanted an out I wanted yeah. an excuse to not dig deeper and really see what I can actually gain from it I, I had this complete fear mentality of change which most most people do and and fortunately you know you know I've, I've never met Tony to this day but um, I, I ultimately wound up buying his uh, Unleashed to Power Within CD and and that sparked what shocked me was when i listened to him and now at this point i you know listen to hundreds of people and people that are that have um really good thought leaders people i look up to that i think are trying to do good things and impact people positively i loved how common sense so much of his conversation was and you know from there i just became I became I had I developed this healthy obsession to try to figure out why a good dude like me could go through 36 years of life and really when it when he thought he was facing the end of it only then did he realize that he w- had put himself in a box and wasn't even trying to do anything other than what came to him without much effort. And because that was a story of me and the more I started uh, the more I started learning, and the more I started talking to people about this whole process, I realized that's what happens to a lot of people. We kind of take what comes to us instead of looking to see what we can give and how big we can make our impact. Um, but that started that journey for me. I went, I, I went back to school. On one hand, I went to grad school. Went to finish my bachelor's and went to grad school. Um, but then I started just devouring as much. Um, Information and books on leadership and and motivation and human behavior and personal development—all those things—and and it really became. Uh, it, I really got to the point where I realized I needed to teach this. Like I needed to pay it forward, because it was it was totally changing my life, and I knew I knew that I would be completely remiss if I didn't pay it forward. So,
0: what did you uh, did you study leadership, personal development in college? Where was kind of your focus with that, or was that more of, hey, I'm i got to go, I'm going back to school, I'm, I'm going to continue my education, but I'm also yeah. on the other side going to take this up as almost a side hustle to the to the new career.
1: Yeah, right. you know what? Probably the best explanation, Fred, is my 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 formal education was in leadership. I got I have ma- my master's in leadership from uh, University of Oklahoma. Um, and then what wound up happening is – and my My intention as this first started out was to to finish my career and get my degree in leadership and then, you know, still kind of do what I was supposed to do and get a job as like in corporate security as a director somewhere for some big corporation. That was still, I was still on that, you know, do bigger things but stay in your lane, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I still hadn't allowed myself to kind of – I still hadn't asked myself what do I really want to do. And then it got to the point where the more I was learning about personal development, the more I was I was informally coaching people, and the more I was I was learning, I realized that the one thing I love to do, you know what it was? And Jake, I'm just remembering as as you asked me. My wife asked me one day, out of the blue, I don't even I still don't know why she asked. I I should probably go ask her after this conversation, but she asked me, she goes, babe. Out of all the stuff you did in your career as a a police officer, what did you love doing the most? And I'd done all the cool stuff. I was on a SWAT team for 15 years. I taught firearms and, you know, I was a cult armor and all the tough guy stuff. But it totally wasn't me. It never was and never will be, you know, the whole persona of this tough guy. It wasn't. And I looked at her. I said, you know what? I loved more than anything Teaching i I taught at the academy for thirteen years um I was a one on one uh trainer for the new recruits when they came out. I loved teaching more than anything. nothing gave me satisfaction more than teaching others you know how to get from point a to point b and I had this I had this light bulb moment and I'm like, dummy, you know you need to teach and you need to teach something that's really important to you and that's when it started meshing, and I realized that you know you're going to be teaching people about leadership and self-leadership and personal development. And that's that's what kind of pushed me on. It kind of jumped me off the rails where I was and you know, had me take this this alternate path towards this career, and that's where you know my website started getting built. And it was hideous when it first started. They all are the first generation, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, the first, second, and third. If I'm honest, um, and that's where the idea of the podcast came, um, just so I could reach you know a broader audience, and that that, that just culminated in, in things that just started snowballing uh, since then.
0: So I've got to ask the yeah. the question that's probably floating around in a few people's heads, and and from their personal experience, but you—you've gone through, you've done leadership development, you've formal education around it. There's a lot of moving pieces, but at this point, yeah. there's a lot of people out there that have managed teams, they've managed individuals, uh, they know how to lead. But maybe deep down, they're wondering why would someone work with me? Like, what makes me qualified to? Mm-hmm to be the person that they work with. And did you face some of those early internal doubts and and how did you combat them going after your first few clients and groups that you worked with?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And you know what it was? The answer is yes, I I had, and I, I still deal with, you know, my own doubts as far as, you know, you know, who am I to be, who am I to be teaching somebody or coaching somebody in on their personal relationship? Who am I to be, you know, this person coaching somebody in their business and how to be more successful. I'm just this person. And, and I I heard one, I had actually heard a good conversation about that very subject recently. And it kind of came, it kind of rang true for me. And what I realized is that it didn't matter what I thought of my qualifications or or what I thought about, you know what's my strategy to sell myself as this person to be good enough to do these things, it really came down to how can I help? like if i'm if I see a person or or, or a group of people or a team that needs um, that could benefit from something I can share, then I'm taking from them if I don't share it. And really flipping that lens from it being all about, you know me and my qualifications and and all that kind of thing, and really turning a spotlight on the people that I think I can help in, and offering that assistance. And that's that keeping that mindset and keeping the lens turned away from me and on them is what makes it really, really easy to work with anybody. And uh, so,
0: and, and, and yeah. so you shifted. So I'm just I'm curious so I'm following kind of the the rabbit trail so you shifted you were able to shift your mindset into one of service how yeah. can I be of service how can I give more who can yeah. I help from the the nuts and bolts this is something you've done for the the very first time um. How did you learn how to one go find the right people for it, but two just build it from a a business perspective? Did you have a mentor, or were you like, man, I'm figuring this all out all along the way myself?
1: Yeah, I had. Um, you know what? From from a business perspective, it started with uh, the the sequence of events for me was. Just taking one step at a time. Like from it being a raw idea in my mind that, okay, this is what I'm going to do, not sure how, it started as a website. I, and to me, from what I knew then, I was like, right, I, need a, I need a website. So I wound up, uh, <laughs> it's funny, I, I wound up going to Michael Hyatt's website years ago, and he had, and I think he still has it, like how to build a WordPress blog. And God knows how many people watched that free video he had. And that's how I, got my first iteration of my website. And then I just started writing. I just started, I started writing some articles and I did that for a little while. And then I thought I need to reach more people. I should do it. I should, uh, I should start a podcast because I'd been listening to gosh, a handful of podcasts by then. Um, I'm not even sure who the first few were might've been Lewis Howes or somebody like that. Um, And I, and so I went and learned how to do that. And then you know, from there I started, I figured, all right, if I'm going to work with people, I need to be able to reach out to people. So I started, you know, offering, uh, coaching services either on my website or through a podcast, or I started meeting more people. And and I, I didn't, at first, I didn't get any, um, live mentors. I had countless, countless virtual mentors, if you will, Michael Hyatt being one of them, you know, Lewis Howes, Brendan Machard, the Tony Robbins of the world, um, Robin Sharma, uh, all, all the names out there that are kind of in that space of leadership and and personal growth. Uh, and then the more I started, um, the more I was learning from them. The more I started gradually reaching out to meet people individually, and I wound up getting getting a coach. At this point today, I'm in a mastermind, and and every day my my inbox is being hit with, you know. People that I've met over the years, either sending a referral my way to somebody's show to be on, or somebody wants to be on my show, or somebody that needs a client, or somebody that needs uh, somebody that's a potential client, they wanted to reach out to you. And I found that the more you just genuinely give, to go back to that spotlight analogy, instead of worrying about whether you're going to do it right or not, if we, if what I've learned really is if you have the intention to give and to help, and every person you meet, whether they're a potential client or not, just try to help them as a human being, regardless of what it is they're working on. If you have the intention of finding out who they are, what's important to them, what they're working on, and then from there trying to figure out in what way can I help this person, you'll, you, it's like you'll barely need to advertise because it's such a rare thing. It's such a rare thing these you know these days for someone to just genuinely want to help, and you know it, it, I've been very fortunate to build uh, you know to still be growing a network of people that are just they just want to do the same thing they genuinely want to help it regardless of what it is they're doing individually as as a business they're service minded they just want to help and they just want to help you know themselves grow yes as a business but the way they do it is to just constantly help the people that they meet. And I've yet and I've yet to see that backfire because, you know, people could make the argument, well, you know, what if you help all these people and they never do anything back for you? Well, that's the point. If you're not looking for the return, you never even think about that. Like the the, the return will happen on its own. You know, I'm not a super spiritual karma type of guy, but I do have a pretty good understanding of human behavior and across the long haul you know, I'm sure you know, Jake. If you're somebody that's just looking to help people, not everybody will help you back, and not everybody needs to. Maybe they'll help somebody else because they remembered that you helped them and how how much it affected them. And maybe maybe they think you don't need to help, but I guarantee you, on the long term, it's going to pay off. And that's that's pretty much how I've built what I built it to this point is to just stop worrying about. Um, the, the tactics so much of marketing and just try to be of service. And yeah, you got to learn and you have to, you know, learn the systems and things like that. But that's almost, it's almost an afterthought. You know what I mean? Like if you if you just learn to drive, it really doesn't matter which car you use. They can, most of them can kind of get you where you need to go. It's really about your skills of driving the car that matter that it gets you here safe and, and do the job. So I try to think of it that way because, I mean, we all know if we want to, if we kind of looked at these things and, you know, the business of coaching and a business of um, uh, being an online marketer or a service provider, we can go nuts looking at all the different ways that could potentially work. Um, but it almost doesn't matter just because the, the the most important thing is that you're serving and you're offering real help and you're doing it in a way that's genuine, and it, it, it pays off, man.
0: I love that. That's that's incredibly accurate, and we tend to forget that during the hustle and bustle, and we've got to build the business and the bottom line yeah. or the side hustle. And at the end of the day, it's, it's taking that mindset of grateful for what you have, but who can I help? Who can I add value to? Yeah. And that's when things start to fall into place. So, Aaron, yep. let me ask you, what was your biggest lesson from 2017 that you're taking into the new year, 2018?
1: Oh, man, that's, uh, you know what? Biggest lesson from 2017 is, it's funny, it, I'll tell you, it was this, and it was something that I was doing more and more of throughout the year. Um, if I if I had to urge to do something, especially when it comes to reaching out to people, uh, whether it was to be on a show, to ask them to be on my show, or to ask for a referral, things of that nature, I was somebody who very much shied away from, you know, not even not wanting to step on somebody's toes, or you know, I kind of don't want to bother them. They they don't know me that well, so I'm just not going to say anything. But and and, and it's funny because it's it's a complete counter argument to to what I really believe in because like I said if you're just genuinely looking to help everything else will take care of itself and, and even though intellectually I know that to be true there are moments you know we all have our triggers we all have our own uh, little fears our baggage so to speak and well, that was one of mine I, I didn't like overstepping what I thought was my boundary when it came to to building a network. Um, but I stopped doing that. you know <laughs> I had a friend had a friend of mine who said, Look, man. If you have a question that you want to ask, and you're asking it from the right place, it doesn't matter if they say no, because if you don't ask, then the answer is automatically no. So that's something that I that my biggest lesson from 2017 was, if if there's something that feels like the right thing to do, don't hesitate. And and it's funny at the end of the year, the last book I read in 2017 was Mel Robbins' uh, Five Second Rule. Yep. And and it's it's funny because when I bought the book, I just I knew it was from Mel, and I kind of knew the premise of it. Um, but it was a perfect culmination to the year because it was something that I had been, I'd been growing that muscle, so to speak, all year long. And when I finished out the book, the year reading her book, and her book was phenomenal. Love her book. Um, been recommending it to people ever since, and I, I'll recommend it now. If anybody hasn't read the Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins, go get it today. Um, It it was just a powerful, phenomenal book, and it was a perfect culmination. You know, the whole concept is, you know, is just that if there's an urge in your gut for you to do something that you believe to be the right thing to do, just count yourself five, four, three, two, one and take start taking the physical action to do that thing. And that was my big lesson for the year. And it's it's it hasn't backfired on me yet.
0: Man, I love it. I love it. And, it. and that is incredibly accurate. And Mel has an incredible speaker. I mean, I think she's the yeah. highest paid female keynote speaker right Indeed. now, but I'm fascinated by her story, how it started, and then she learned the science behind it and how yes. that your brain is programmed to, you can you can break those thought patterns that many times people yeah. have the idea, then they talk themselves out of it. I mean, on a basic yep. level, it's like getting out of bed to go to the gym in the morning. You talk yourself yeah. out of it, you hit snooze, <laughs> versus just yeah. like five, four, three, two, one hop, go. And so that's, I I love that you shared that lesson because I think it's incredibly powerful for people going into the new year. Yeah, Aaron, so now you coach who, who are the type of individuals you work with? Like people listening to the show that that could be just incredibly interested in, in you and, and the work you're doing, or they feel that there's a need in their life and perhaps this is the, the opportunity for them to find someone to connect with. Who is your ideal client and the type of individual you work with in, tor- in terms of helping them with their unbreakable success? Um, and then where can people get connected with you?
1: Yeah, I love, I absolutely love working with the best description I can say of people I work with is people that are absolutely hungry to make, pro- make improvements and make changes. Uh, most of the time for me, historically, it's been uh, either entrepreneurs or somebody with an entrepreneurial mindset People that, you know, because entrepreneurs are usually they're like, I want to do this thing. How do I do it? <laughs> and it's awesome. But I, but it, but it's not just I haven't just worked with entrepreneurs because I've worked with people that are just they have relationship issues, but they're hungry to do the work. They just want some support, guidance, a mirror to bounce things off of. Uh, and that's me. So anybody, anybody that's hungry to for perspective, um, yeah that's that's me man I'm all in uh, and the flip side of that is people that are kind of like eh, I'm just a little curious this is broke I, I kind of have a hard time with that I work with anybody but I really I just get fired up by people that are really looking for support um, and looking to make the moves that's me and uh, to find me uh, real easy aaron is my website and from there you can access my podcast there's a link to uh, link to have a conversation, with a coaching conversation with me. Uh, that's the that's the home base to find all that is that is Aaron.
0: Dude, I love it. I love it. And and we're obviously going to link to your website, your social media, so people that enjoyed this can get connected, can find out a little bit more um, awesome. about you, the work that you're doing, and the and the process. So if they are, they're looking to take that next step in this year, they haven't quite found the solution. Perhaps this could be it. Perhaps that that interview call with you works well for both parties. So, Aaron, man, I appreciate you greatly coming on the show, helping
1: us kick off this first month of 2018. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, Jake. Thank you so much for having me. And and before I just let me say, Jake, I appreciate what you're doing, man. When I found you, like you said, when we started the show, I reached out to you. uh, And it's simply because I found you. I saw what you're doing, heard what you were doing. And just wanted to be able to reach out and support you any way I can. So thank you for doing what you do and, and having this show. It's, uh, it's it's important. That's
0: it for another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. I, I appreciate you as a listener. I appreciate each member of the compete community. And I'm glad that you tuned in this week and hopefully you found some value and what we shared, and who we brought on, and just the, all the types of content we're out sharing. So if you got feedback, like I said, shoot us a note directly to podcast at competeeveryday.com. Connect with us on social media. Say hi. Tell us you found the podcast. We love connecting with new members of the community. We want to welcome you. Uh, and we want to find ways to connect you and equip you with ways that you can be better than yesterday. Have a great week.